Welcome to the Carmesh Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. So today I want to talk about how to maintain motivation. And the reason I want to talk about it is because people often say to me, I don't know how you're still getting out of bed and going to the gym at six in the morning. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know. But it's something that's come up for us a few times in our coaching retreats where Mm -hmm. people want to change their habits or change what they're doing and do it consistently uh, for longer periods of time to have that sort of life changing. And I know all of us have read various different books from Atomic Habits by James Clear to High Performance by Jake Humphrey and Professor Damien Hughes and Drive by Daniel Pink. We've kind of read all of them around motivation, but I thought it might be helpful for our listeners to talk about how we maintain motivation, what happens when we can't, uh, and just have a bit of a discussion about tools and tips that might help people explore how to do things a little bit differently. So I know our format is to have a conversation and then do tips, but I think this might be a little bit of a blend. (laughs) Um, But I'm really interested to know, I feel like I'm going to ask you, how do you maintain motivation, Advita? And you're going to go, I don't. (laughs) I'm really comfortable with the fact that I'm just not motivated. (laughs) We'll see where this goes. It could be a short episode. Um, So on that note, Advita, how do you maintain motivation? Uh, I don't. (laughs) It's really interesting. It's such an interesting topic because for me, motivation is driven by my goals and my um, what I want to achieve in in a space of time. So we we speak, don't we, on our coaching retreat, and we know we've spoken on previous podcasts about goal setting Mm -hmm. and how that can be a driver for motivation. I think if you don't have goals and you don't have any intention behind those goals it can be really difficult to be motivated and you end up just spiralling or not really doing anything. And I have definitely spoken about being the queen of procrastination before, which I have now learnt and realised that it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing and it's absolutely fine, but you still need to have your goals and your objectives in place for you to be motivated and that really helps me. If I didn't have goals and I didn't have my uh, my objectives and what I wanted to achieve every 90 days then I definitely would not be motivated. I can tell you, I, I would just, when we did, we're going to talk about this and I think a bit later on, but when we um, when we spoke about personalities and what kind of personality I am, I am definitely a magpie in terms of the yellow. And I know we're not a fan of labels, but I can definitely go from one thing to another mm-hmm. as we know. <laughs> <laughs> we are aware. So I, I know. So I need that motivation to continue until I finish that piece of, work, which is why I'm so proud of my book because I know. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought I'd do like four chapters and be like, I'm a bit bored now. Let's just move on. <laughs> I'd hope not because you've no. got to sell it. <laughs> I know, exactly. So that's it. So that was a thing, right? So the drive of doing the book was not only in terms of I need to finish it because I want to help people, but also because I've committed. Yes. When you commit to something and the time you've committed to something and then given up on it is what stops me in um not being a bit flaky. And do you think, because you co-wrote your book with Priya Bates, your yeah. business partner for A Leader Like Me, do you think that having somebody kind of doing it with you and, you know, the publisher's yeah. co-com page, did that help you maintain motivation? Yeah. If it had just been you self-publishing on your own, do you think that would have been different? I think I would have struggled. 
I think yeah. I think writing a book, and I, I know we've spoken. Jenny and I spoke about this before. About it's the most vulnerable thing you can mm-hmm. do. And I think when you put your when you put yourself out there, and I think this is why a lot of people also may not it may not be motivation for them, but it might be fear. Mm-hmm. And I think they can both sometimes overlap. And I think if I was doing it on my own and I was self publishing, the fear would have stopped me. Yeah. And I also have this thing and it's, it's a hang up from my chronic people pleasing days and not letting other people down and because I yeah. was co-authoring with Priya I didn't want to be the one that'd be like oh we're not doing it oh I can't do it or I'm not. and we did have moments of both of us where we both spoke about this we were stuck but we had a Kogan page put those deadlines in place which is why I think goals help yeah okay nice Trudy yes hello hello <laughs> how do you maintain motivation <laughs> um yeah I was thinking about motivation Really, and, and and like Advito, I'd probably say I don't. Um, but but definitely uh, goals play a part and intention. But another big thing for me is what I care about. Mm. So it's how I care about something, how much I care about something. That is what motivates me to keep going. So if I don't care about it or if it's, it doesn't have a purpose or, you know, a reason for doing it, uh, I, I do struggle sometimes mm. a little bit. I, too, am a queen of procrastination. I don't know if there can be more than one queen. <laughs> the, pri- the princess of procrastination. Okay, the princess of procrastination. <laughs> um, and, you know, as, as Advita said, it's not always a bad thing. However, it's very easy to get into the slippery slope of continually procrastinating I find that if I care about, if I have a reason for, if I understand the purpose for what I'm doing, that supersedes, to a certain extent, even a goal because mm. it's it drives me a lot further. Mm. And when you think about having to do things in an autonomous way, you know, on your own, uh, that is quite powerful for me. Mm. You know, so if I if I can focus on this is going to change somebody's life, this is going to help somebody progress from A to B, or this mm. is this is going to make a difference somewhere or it's aligned to my values, I very much would find that it's a lot easier to do. Mm. I was just thinking then about the book that I read recently, which is The Chimp Paradox, which has been around for a very long time. Mm. And it's been on my list to read for ages and I finally got around to it this year. And the if you haven't read the book, it's really powerful in terms of how it explains how the brain works, which is you've got this chimp side mm-hmm. and this human side and and they sort of battle it out together. And I've having read the book, now find myself very much more aware of how much my chimp and my human side of my brain are battling <laughs> it out on a regular basis. But what's been quite helpful for, for me is trying to think about the life that I really want to lead. Mm-hmm. And if I want to lead a life where... I'm fit and I'm healthy and I'm achieving the goals that I have set, then what are the systems and the things that I need to do in order to achieve that? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's doing, you know, 10,000 steps a day and it's mm-hmm. trying to work out four times a week. And I don't really have much more rigidity around that. Mm-hmm. But being motivated to do 10,000 steps a day is sometimes quite challenging <laughs> when it's cold and wet and dark. Um, and I find myself um, what's called boxing the chimp in the book. Mm. And it talks about, and, and I do, I have this sort of inner monologue. And I know some people don't have this inner monologue in their heads, which we've talked about, oh, I think, I think four, everybody, three of no, us. Don't, no, no, they don't. People don't. Seriously? Honestly, it shocks me. I know. Yeah. Now I feel a bit unique. 
<laughs> Honestly, people don't talk like... There's no inner, inner voice. voice. Are you there? serious? Yeah. 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 I know. So if you're one of those people that doesn't have an inner voice, let us know because yeah. we, we find that I'm impressed. I want to I want to study you. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. But for me, you know, I was I remember the other morning I was walking to the gym and it was really cold and I really didn't want to go. I just really didn't want to. I was like, okay, I'll just go drive. Just drive today. But then my head's going, my my sort of human's going, but we can't drive because then we've got to do the steps later. And the chimp's going, but it's just so cold outside. <laughs> Let's just, you know, drive and it'll be fine. And then the human's going, no, come on, we've we've talked about this before. We've talked about the fact that we didn't walk for a few months, so we've got to do it now. So there was this whole sort of conversation going, and I did get out and I did walk. And I'm then grateful for my past mm-hmm. self later on in the day. But it's fascinating to me that the brain can do this and it's almost that because it's trying to keep you safe all the time and all those things it's really trying to pull you back from taking those steps and doing those things Mm. and I think being able to talk to yourself and have that conversation is what really helps me stay motivated it's the same with eating chocolate you know if I see something like I really want to eat some chocolate Mm. I just sniff it and then I can walk away (laughs) which I found other people that do the same thing so I don't feel quite so bad but it is that um it's ha- what are the techniques that you can use to kind of stop yourself mm. from just giving in to that sort of chimp side of your brain that's going, eat all the chocolate and yeah. sit on the sofa and don't move and let's just stay in the warm and be nice and cosy. And I think that's in every part of our life, whether it's work, whether it's goals, whether it's career, whether it's dieting, ex- whatever it is, battling that in your head, I think is is really hard. Mm. Well, it's hard, but I, I, I just also, while you were talking, it made me think about... Okay. how much we we need to take a little bit more control over our thoughts. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not a fan of chimp and thing, but I do understand the two differences. And I trust me, I have quite a few people talking to me. Um, <laughs> got, what's a collective of chimps? I was just trying to think what he was and I don't know. I went to menagerie, but that's birds. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like you've, got, you've, got, you've got this collection of chimps. We're yeah. having a little chat. So, but, but the thing about, you know, the whole, the whole idea of kind of controlling your thoughts or thinking about, thinking about your thoughts or not taking your thoughts too seriously. And every single time that you choose you know, the right thing or the motivating thing or the thing that you really need to get done, it's a time that you've made a decision and you've made a choice. And I think that those two things are key in all of this. It's about how, what choice am I going to make? Am I going to take the easy route or am I going to, or am I going to go and do the thing that's a little bit harder that enables me to get to where I need to get to? Yeah. So, so there's something about pulling back your thoughts and uh, managing them a little bit and, and finding out, you know, what are the techniques that I need to do? And there are some techniques that we can all do mm. that cause us to be more attentive to them and realize what's happening in that moment. And and actually, what are the things that I need to do to stop them? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's something quite uncomfortable about the choice and it's something that I've read more and more in the different books around you know we choose how to respond to situations most things in life are a choice so you know if I don't walk to the gym that's a choice if I Mm. eat the chocolate that's a choice and there's something quite uncomfortable I think for us about that that we are responsible for ourselves Mm. a little bit it's the consequences of those choices and I think for me it's definitely been not only is the goal setting but it's also well what's going to happen if I don't do it yeah what are mm. the consequences of me not doing it? And I know 
the whole fitness journey. I know, Jenny, you've been quite big into it for several years, but for me, it's a new thing. And I've been up and down on the whole fitness thing for many, many years, decades. <laughs> <laughs> the motivation is not always there. But for me, when I spoke openly about this, is seeing older family members in ailment when we went to this big family wedding that really triggered something in my head to think, I don't want to be... I don't want to be like that when I'm older. Mm. You know, I want to be strong and I want to be healthy and I want to be well. And that is the consequence of me not going and looking at my well-being and being fitter, which has motivated me to be better. And I think you have to think about the consequences of not doing certain things and what is like even like the whole fitness thing, but also business, right? So people say to us, like, how do you how do you carry on with the whole business mm. thing and you know, the ups and downs, ups and downs? I'm like it's like, well, what if we don't? Like, what are the consequences mm. of us not working hard and doing what we're doing? What's the what's the alternative? Is it going back in house and going and doing that job, which is fine? We all we all done it. We all you know we all got on with it. But for me, it's about if I don't put the energy in, if I don't want to do this, and you do have to self motivate. What Trudy said before, then what like what's going to happen and i think it's it's finding the things that help you do that i'm a big fan of mel robbins as mm. you both know and she talks about the fact that no one's coming and you know no one's coming no one's coming to write the business plan no one's coming to lose the weight no one's coming to do this that's what she says in a few of her things and and quite often i will be in the gym doing like my 10th burpee of the day thinking no one's coming no one's coming <laughs> And it's sort of in my head. To sort of, and, and it's the same with, you know, with the business side as well. I think you're right. I, for me, consequences isn't so much there. And I don't know whether that's because I feel too distant from a consequence. I can be very good at rationalising whatever consequence I might want there to be. Or fixing it. <laughs> or fixing yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I can kind of go, well, well, just that way it won't happen. Um, <laughs> so I'm not so good at the consequences. But I am quite good at the... Right, what do I need to do to to get myself motivated? Mm. Do I need to get out and go for a walk? Do I need to put a certain song on? Music's mm. really important to me for motivation, more important than I think I probably realised. Mm. You know, do I need to pick up the phone to one of you two and go, mm. I just don't want to do this today? Yeah. <laughs> and do I need a break? Mm. You know, do I need to have a day off and, and actually take the time and, and come back refreshed? And And I think knowing yourself is so important when it comes to motivation, knowing what you need to be motivated. Mm. Because all our experiences are different, right? What's yeah. going to motivate you isn't going to motivate me. And mm. and understanding that and having the different tools and techniques, I think, is so important. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Understanding how you are, how you operate, what pushes your buttons, what gets you to work hard, what gets you to do the things that you, that you need to do. And um, by recognising it, that's... That's the first part. And then the next part is actually working out, well, what do I need? How do mm. I need to work this out? Do I need to put certain things in place? Do I need to get people involved? Do I need to um, read a book and understand how something else happens or works? It, it really is about being aware of who you are and how you work mm. and and then doing something about that because again you could do there you could ruminate about oh this is how I am this is how I am yeah and then you don't do anything Ex exactly it's just the whole like but this is me like I can't do anything exactly but that comes back to your point about choices like yeah. it's your choice to to, to to do that really and I think that's the bit that feels a bit uncomfortable yeah but then also you've got the, you know you've got some who have limiting beliefs who actually sit back and say do you know what I know I want to do this. I know what it is that should happen next, but 
I'm a bit nervous because I don't believe in myself enough or mm. I don't believe that I can do it. So some, for somebody, you read a lot of books. I do. And somebody <laughs> might say, somebody might say, oh my God, you know, it's so difficult to read an entire book. They're so boring. I really want to because I want the knowledge, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that I have the capacity or I have the the ability to do what Jenny does in terms of reading tons of books. Um, but for you, and I'm, I've heard you talk about it, it just took one step, didn't it? It just, mm. it just took, you know what, a decision to say, I want to kind of get more information in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the decision piece that's so important. And yeah, you've, just, so. you've reminded me of a couple of things there. One is the episode we did in the last season about growth mindset, where yes. you talked about fixed mindset. So we'll put a link in the show notes to that one. But the other is the book Soundtracks by John Acuff mm-hmm. that I've talked about a few times. And I think that really helped me decide what my soundtrack was, mm. you know, and I was listening to it at the point where my uh, publisher for my first book, Influential Internal Communication, had got in touch and asked if I was going to write another. And at mm. the time I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Really? I know. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I didn't believe me either. But I was listening to that book and it was sort of, you know, what's the soundtrack? What, you know, who, almost like, who are you? And mm. actually if I want, to, if I am an author and that's part of my soundtrack, mm. then I probably do have another book to write. I probably do have more to say. Is that my, and it was all that sort of, you know, that inner conversation again of, is that my soundtrack? What's my, you know, what's mine? Because they're all a bit different. Yeah. And I think that helped me kind of, it's almost that goal or that intention, but it's, it's the big, who am I kind of question, which feels, you know, huge, Mm. but it's, you know, who am I and what kind of life do I want to lead? What, what kind of job do I want to have? What's my career? Who am I? Yeah. And that's what we do talk about in the retreat. You know, that one of the big questions we often get asked by our retreat guests is, I just don't know where to start and where to go. Mm. And I was just I was just thinking when Trudy we were talking about book reading and how some people can't get through a book. I also think it's really important to find the thing that works for you. Just because, you know, some people can't read a book from start to finish and it's not their yeah. thing. So what is the alternative for you? Is it audiobooks? Is mm-hmm. it watching TED Talks? Is it watching, you know, people on video, on yeah, YouTube or exactly. whatever? Find Find what works for you and that motivates you and that encourages you to continue reading. And if you are reading a book and you're like, oh, it's a bit boring, then maybe that's just not the book for you. And <laughs> yeah. it isn't a topic of interest. And I think we we are almost fearful of saying, I don't really care about that. Oh, I'm, for sure. We're like, I don't really care. I'm not really that interested in this. And it's so, it's like, we are so worried about saying it. And yeah. you have to really look at your motivational drivers and I know like in workspace sometimes you just have to do the stuff that you don't like doing and you don't find it motivating but also you know just be really intentional and mindful about actually why am I not loving this like and it's okay to say it's not my not where my genius lies it's not where my genius lies I'm a big fan of that yeah I I know as I was doing some uh some more sort of sporting and crafting activity and I was really bad at some of it and I remember my family were like god you're really bad at this and I was like but I'm really good at other things yeah so I'm fine with this yeah I'm just gonna enjoy being rubbish at some stuff yeah and just have a nice time exactly because not where my genius lies but I think um to, to Advita's point, it's it's perhaps ask, asking yourself why. Why am I trying so hard to do something that's going against the grain? Is it because I'm comparing? Is it because I'm mm. seeing other people do it and I think I have to do it because everybody else is doing it? Because you will never be motivated in that moment. If, you're, if, the, if your only motivation is comparison, then 
I don't think you can do it. You can survive that for a while. But yeah. I don't think it's long lasting. No. I don't think it makes I don't think it's one of those things that will make a big difference in the long term because I don't it's not sustainable and if anything it will crush you a bit. Yeah. Is there any link, Avita, in your work as a confidence coach, is there any link between motivation and confidence that you've come across? Not to put you on the spot, because you might go, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know. Um, There is actually, there is a link in terms of how we feel about ourselves that can drive the motivation. Which is what I said to you earlier, that when we are feeling confident in our abilities and who we are and our self-esteem is up there, then we are very much motivated and we feel that we deserve it. We deserve okay. that motivation. We deserve to achieve great things. We deserve to do good things for ourselves. When our confidence isn't there in the, our abilities or our self-esteem is low, so we start, to your point, self-limiting beliefs that we often have, we don't feel like we're motivated. And some people will say, and this is to do with mental health as well, so if you, you may kind of uh, tip into depression or feeling just a bit low, which can stop you being, motivate, you know, being motivational mm-hmm. about certain things, which is why I'm so passionate about confidence because it makes such a big difference to how we live our life. And if you don't focus on that, what is scaring me and why is my confidence or my self-esteem feeling not great right now is to address it because that will stop you being motivated to, you know, to the extent where you will not, be happy yeah and fulfilled and and I think that happiness and fulfillment we've talked about you know the scale of joy Mm. I think on a previous episode (laughs) as well and and whether you're happy and who's responsible for your happiness and and all of those things and there is something about motivation and progress and how that makes us feel and in all the all the books I've I've read recently that are more about kind of performance and habits and motivation and all those things it is this sort of ticking things Mm. off there is an element of if I move forward, if I see that I have, you know, done something, then I'm more likely to continue and do more things. Mm. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but if you can tick something off your list, you're kind of propelled forward to do something else. Yes. I certainly find this even for myself. If I spend a Sunday doing absolutely nothing but watching Netflix on the sofa, I mean literally nothing, going from bed to sofa... Sofa to food, food to sofa, sofa to bed. That's my weekend. <laughs> I, I really struggle the next day yeah. to really get going. And I'll always book a gym class for a Monday morning, so I'm, I'm up and out. But I can feel myself mm. kind of drained by not doing anything. Mm. And that's not to say that I need to be up and out and doing stuff all the time. But if I can go for a walk for a couple of hours and then I've still got, you know, a good... 12 hours of sitting, (laughs) then even that alone is enough to help me feel better the next day. I think that that knock-on effect we probably underestimate from motivation, that if you're constantly beating yourself up or constantly feeling like you're not achieving anything, Mm -hmm. you're going to find it really hard to get out of that. So is there a way of of changing your mindset a bit to celebrate some of those small wins, practicing gratitude, all those sorts of things that are important that might help maintain that motivation because you're seeing some sort of progress. It's a reward system, right? It is. It's a reward system. And there are people who will absolutely benefit from not doing anything because they feel guilty for not doing, you know, for doing, for for taking time on themselves. So we talk mm. about toxic productivity. Yeah. And this is really, um, I'm going to really butcher this. I know I am. <laughs> so I'm just pre-warning if you're listening to this. Dolce, li, do, dolce le niate. I, mean, I don't even know what you're trying to say. I'm Italian what you're trying to say Dolce, the art of doing nothing. Yeah, the yeah. sweet art of doing nothing, which is an Italian phrase. And someone let's just leave it. I thought that. you were trying to name an ice cream. I am no, no, no. definitely not going let's to repeat that. that. <laughs> but it's a sweet. Uh, 
Just think of that, that phrase. So but that, that phrase really badly. Yeah. Really badly. But it's a sweet art of doing nothing, which the Italians talk about quite frequently. And I think that is okay. Like hundred percent. If you are feeling that you to be motivated, you feel like you have to constantly be on the move and you're burning out, just be really aware of what that looks like for you. Because burnout is presents itself in a very different way for every individual. So be very conscious of that. But to your point, Jenny. You have to have some drive, you know, and if you feel like on the Monday you feel sluggish and tired and you spent all day Sunday just like lounging about, then maybe you need to adjust and find your path. Mm-hmm. And we say that, don't we? And again, in the mm-hmm. retreat with the with the people that we work with, what's good for you? Like we yeah. say, we help you try and live your best life for you, not what you think your best life should be. Yeah. yeah. Is what's your best life for you? And that's really important because to before Trudy spoke about comparison, and I always say comparison is a thief of joy. Mm. Just because it, you know, just because Jenny gets up at six in the morning and goes for an hour's workout, which is brilliant, but that may not suit your lifestyle. But what does? Yeah. You know, and what is going to give you that drive? And I think that's a really important thing about. Yeah. Because you can remain, I think the challenge with all of that is how much or how easy it is for you to remain in guilt and shame. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you, you're in, you spiral into this. Okay, I'm in this guilt and shame thing. So I have spent the entire Sunday doing absolutely nothing. Um, and I kind of did enjoy it, but I didn't quite enjoy it because I kept feeling guilty and shameful mm. about all the other things that I really yeah. should be doing. And then on the the Monday, when you then can't get yourself going, the guilt and shame continues. And all that that leads to is stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. All it leads to is you being stressful, you you just not living really, just yeah. existing. And I think none of us wants to be in that position. And a great question, and I think I asked one of the coaches um, at the retreat about this is, has your life turned out the way you want it to? So have a think about what you, where you want your life to be. And so what do you need to do to get there? Mm-hmm. And idling on a sofa for the entire weekend, is that going to get you there? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, and so, it comes back to choice again, doesn't yeah. it? Like, so, yeah, so don't let the chimp um, keep telling you because, you know, they'll enc- he will encourage you or she will encourage you. They will encourage you. <laughs> they will encourage you <laughs> to, um, thanks Jenny, um, to, to, to remain on the couch. But then the feeling that you have that's associated with that eventually is, I feel guilty, I feel shameful, I haven't yeah. done this. And then... It just spirals downwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and that's where you don't want to be. No. And this is a nice segue into if you don't want to be, how how do you then <laughs> go into tips around how do you maintain that motivation? So it would be great to share kind of three to five, I think mm-hmm. we generally try and work on sort of tips for people around maintaining motivation. I have some, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to... I think we're going to overlap, but yeah. I think we probably will. Do you want to go first? Well, I'm going to go back to my very first point, which is set yourself a goal. Mm -hmm. Like 90-day, I mean, I think I speak about this in every other podcast episode that we do, but your 90-day goal setting is critical. And, you know, we always talk about personal development, professional development and self-development and not to do more than three in each one. And that's Mm -hmm. what I will stick with. And that's my rule. Because the other thing you don't want to do is overwhelm the goals and be realistic. Like, again, just think about the whole smart objective setting, you know, being specific and measurable and all that. 
and be you know and, and be kind to yourself to mm. an extent but give yourself enough stretch because if you don't know your the direction you want to take your life without those goals then the motivation isn't going to lapse yeah so be very you know intentional with where you want to go Work I always say to folks that I work with is what's your end kind of aim? You know, where where do you want to be? And then work backwards from that. So if yeah. your aim is, I hate my job, I want to be working in a different organization, right? Okay, what does that look like? And how does it make you feel? And what are your beliefs of that? And which mm-hmm. organization is going to work for you and which isn't? And then work backwards and set yourself times because timing is incredibly important. So you can't just say, oh, I want to get a new job. Okay, yeah. by when? And then and stick to it. And then get, and then the second tip following that is accountability. So you mentioned before that we have each other, which is brilliant. We also have coaches ourselves. We do. That we have accountability to as well. But accountability is, a, is again, a critical component of motivation. Mm. You need somebody to help you, you know, stay accountable. Like, did you go to the gym this morning? How, you know, how long did you work out for? And did you deliver that project for that client? And how do you feel after you did it? You know, you need someone like that in your life. So if you don't have an accountability partner, then I would say find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, 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 you know, find one, find someone who's honest. Yes. <laughs> and kind. And kind. Tell you the truth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not, not necessarily nice, but kind. Yes. Because you need kindness to help you kind of, you know, progress through. And somebody will be honest with you and say, you said you were going to do this. And, yeah. you know, and don't be offended if they do hold you account. Yes. Right. Yeah. Nice. Trudy. Right. Um... Mine are a bit different. So nice. um, one of them is use failure uh, to motivate like yourself. Um, so don't be afraid of failure. Uh, don't be. Don't let it stop you because sometimes that failure one will teach you some lessons. So it's look for the lessons that you learned as to why something failed mm-hmm. and just do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's almost that brush yourself off. Uh, draw a line in the sand. Yep, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. But maybe I didn't take all the steps. Maybe I needed to come alongside somebody else. Maybe I needed to do a few things differently to get to get that goal done. So as a result, maybe I'll I'll just look at it differently, and mm-hmm. I will, you know, I will not let it crush me. But something failed. I think that's that's really really important. Um, another one is. Uh, don't be afraid to be different. So mm. we, we've, you know, throughout the whole of this episode, we've talked about being yourself, finding out who you are, you know, discovering how you act, behave and act and, you know, how you live. And and I think there's something about not being afraid of being different, not being afraid of, you know, what others will see. And it kind of ties back into being not comparing, to be honest, because, mm-hmm. you know, comparison means that we potentially could become all clones mm. and we'd all be the we same. We don't want that. And it's really interesting <laughs> that as close as all three of us are, we are very different people. Mm-hmm. And we've maintained that. We haven't kind of suddenly morphed into into being each other. We, we've maintained being different and it's not being afraid of that. It's kind of embracing that instead, mm, uh, nice. which is quite powerful. Um, and Something that motivates me sometimes when I don't have, you know, you know, when I when I feel a bit low or I feel like I'm not I'm not kind of doing things right, is just listening to people who have done it before me. Mm-hmm. You know, finding those TED talks that are really encouraging, finding, you know, 
some something on YouTube. There's so many things on YouTube that, <laughs> that will encourage you. Don't don't look at the negative things. <laughs> but um, but there are lots of things that motivate you. Sound bites that you'll see from people that you follow, might follow on Instagram. Uh, you mentioned Mel Robbins. Mm-hmm. You know she puts out a lot of sound bites she that does. actually I find really encouraging. Um, and it's it's finding those things that you like. Mm. Uh, I don't. There are some. Uh, ways that people come across that that don't delight me, um, and I wouldn't follow them, and I I, I won't actually listen to their advice. Who are they, Trudy? <laughs> <laughs> um, Who doesn't delight no, you? She's <laughs> yeah, I'm not we'll take that off. I'm not going to answer that question. Um, yeah, but there are some that you know I don't like their style or anything, yes. um, and it doesn't speak to me. Yeah, and then. But so you need to sit down and have a think about, as you're looking at things, do you know, is that making me feel stronger, more motivated, or or is that just a waste of my time? Mm. So it's finding those things that will encourage you, finding people who will come alongside you and encourage you as well. And it's that encouragement that actually helps you to, to stay the course and yeah. so on. I like really? that. So I have three which is based on some of my own experience, I suppose. So the one first one is about having systems in place to help you, which is uh, based on the work from James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits. And it was his book that really helped me look at adding friction or taking friction away and mm-hmm. the systems that you've got to help you maybe achieve your goals. So I have my phone in another room for my alarm, so I have to get up and turn off the alarm. And as I get up, my gym clothes are on the floor so I can pick them up, turn off the alarm, get ready and go. If I don't have that system in place, it's easy for me not to, mm. to, to maintain the motivation to go. So if I don't do that, then I just can just grind to a halt. <laughs> um, so find the systems. And, and that might be systems about where you're working. It might be about the fact that when, when I come back from holiday, for example, I will quite often have my first working day going into London and working at the mm. Institute of Directors or something like that because I need to physically go to work on the first day rather mm. than staying at home because I struggle with being motivated. So what are the systems that are right for you that will help you add friction or take friction away mm. to help you achieve the goals that you're looking for? So that's the first one. The second one is coming back to the chimp paradox, This uh, the, the bit in it where it talks about exercising your chimp. Mm. And it says in the book around, you know, you have to let the chimp out. It has to be able to be annoyed and angry and frustrated and all of the emotional things that it is. But you don't want to exercise your chimp in a supermarket on a Saturday afternoon where you let it run riot. (laughs) You sort of explode when you're in Tesco's. (laughs) You know, you've got to do it in a space that's the right space for that. But it's it's allowing yourself to work through that emotion. Mm. I think sometimes we can be so quick to say, oh, I'm just going to ignore that and and carry on or feel bad and guilt and shame, which Mm. you were talking about, Trude. But it's you've got to let that out. If you don't exercise it, it it will constantly be battling and that's Mm. really important. And then the the final one is the there's the soundtracks piece. It's very similar to what you've both said. It's it's what's the what's the right life for you? Mm. You know, and it comes back to that big question almost sort of who am I? Mm. You know, and for me, if I want to lead the life where I am healthy, I'm focused, I've, you know, all these things, what are the systems that I'm putting in place to support that version of myself that I really want to be. And I'm quite clear about who I want to be now. Mm. And that's taken quite a lot of work. but and, and also quite a lot of work to 
be comfortable with that mm. and and the people that might go, oh, I can't believe you take your gym kit when you go away and you're working out in hotel gyms. And it's like, well, I want to. <laughs> and, and, but it's being okay with that. Yeah. And it's also then not being friends with those people who are going to rubbish that choice yeah. in your life. Mm. And I think that's that's something that's really important is working out kind of who you are and what you want your life to be because it's not anyone else's life and we're only here once. Nope. And you only have to answer to yourself. You do. That is so true. You do. Do. So I think that's, they're my bits around maintaining motivation. And I think it's not easy, is it? I mean, we all talk about how there are days where we're like, I just don't want to. I think even the other day you were like, I've got so much to do before I get on the train and I'm just sitting here texting you two. (laughs) I mean, that's a regular occurrence for all three of us, I think. I'm just meant to be doing something, but I'm just sitting. Yeah. No, I think that's really important to say that actually, because we do, you know, people do look at us on the outside. You know, we do these podcasts and we're Mm -hmm. online and we're we're quite visible. And we, I, you know frequently I will be told, oh my God, how do you get that motivation? How do you even write a book when you're doing a full-time job, you know? But there are hard days. Yeah. There are hard days and yeah. my chimp is screaming every single day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just sit. Just sit and text random things to Trudy and Jenny yeah. rather than doing the work you fun. need to do. <laughs> Honestly, that's literally what happened a few days ago. Yeah. It's like I've got so much to do before I get on the train. But you know what I'll do? I'll just write random stuff, send my Wordle. Yeah, the important, I was going to say, <laughs> priority, send the Wordle, priority. daily Wordle yeah, check. Everything. I dare not do it publicly because people get shamed, <laughs> but we do, we do our little Wordle check and we're like, oh my God, how would you got it this four guys? <laughs> the Wordle gods are with me. Motivation to do it every day. Exactly. I, I don't know what's motivating that, but we'll stay with it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, visit calmedgedrebels.com. We'd love to continue this conversation, so please connect, ask questions, and share your thinking with us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Calm Edge Rebels. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review us. Hold up. 